You're listening to Bottom Line CDI, talks about how to achieve sustainable success in clinical documentation improvement programs. Hello, everyone. I'm Ernie DeLosantos, producer and moderator for Bottom Line CDI. Thanks for listening, and let me get right to the podcast. Welcome. My name is Glenn Krauss. I'm the founder of Core CDI. We have a website, corecdi.com, and this is the first of many five-minute podcasts that we're going to be going over once a week on key issues or thoughts in CDI. The first inaugural one, I would like to talk about clinical documentation improvement and what's the role of CDI. And as we move forward with these podcasts, we'd like to kind of give you an understanding or appreciation for what CDI stands for, how to change the mission or value of CDI, and also how to uh, in, uh, reflect the work that we do in terms of working with physicians and so forth. So clinical documentation serves as a very important role in the patient care, healthcare delivery scheme, uh, also supports many different facets of healthcare delivery and actually plays a very, very important integral role in the support integrity of our revenue cycle. So I like to re- refer to CDI as us being or the profession being the great facilitators in communication of patient care. And what do I mean by that? When I talk about facilitation and communication of patient care, I'm really referring to uh, the actual documentation that supports the patient's encounter, reflects the doctor's thought processes, reports, describes, shows, paints, portrays the patient's story. And I want to go into a little of that in just a minute. In terms, of, in terms of why is a patient being seen, what is wrong with the patient, how did it manifest, what did it look like, what's our assessment, uh, and that goes with my plan of care, and basically, where am I going and what am I going to do about the patient's problem as described in the history of present illness. So talking about communication of patient care is what I'm expecting the record to do in communication of patient care is actually communicate to patient care in terms of effective, complete, sensible, and accurate documentation. This type of documentation doesn't require a book. Uh, In terms of clinical documentation, I think physicians really think or have the understanding that more is better, and that's not really uh, relevant. That's a kind of a, a myth or a fallacy. We're looking for effective, complete, sensible, and accurate in terms of succinct documentation. More is not better. If we look at the communication of patient care, there are many different uh, users dependent upon the documentation. These include case managers and utilization review staff. Part of their role is to uh, initially review the case, determine if the patient's uh, circumstances of admission or uh, level uh, to the hospital or presentation of the hospital, beginning with the ER, uh, meets medical necessity from a standpoint of screening criteria. And that is oftentimes Millman care guidelines or intercourse. Remember, these are screening criteria and must be supported by the clinical documentation, the information, facts, and context of the case to support the screening criteria. So that's just one of many people who are totally dependent upon the documentation. If we look at the documentation that supports a wide variety of functions and roles. Case management in UI is only one. If we look at quality department, quality uh, department, as I mentioned, then we have uh, risk and we have legal medical record. Of course, we have reimbursement. 
we have issues of uh, or challenges of medical necessity establishment and so forth and so on. And also value-based purchasing, was it medically necessary? Was it the right care at the right time at the right reason with the right clinical judgment and medical decision-making uh, in the right setting with the right documentation and coding? And, and I put code sets and reimbursement byproducts. It's really a byproduct of solid communication of patient care. Now, if you look at what the American College of Physicians has to say about documentation, the uh, American College of Physicians has a physician statement on EHR, came out in January 2015. The main point in this physician statement is the primary goal of the EHR-generated documentation should be concise history, rich notes that reflect information gathered, and a diagnostic or treatment plan and recommended follow-up. It goes on to say that the primary purpose of clinical documentation should be to support patient care and improve outcomes. To enhance communication, the clinical record should include the patient's story in as much detail as is required to retell the story. In my next podcast, I'm going to be outlining and describing what does it mean, how does the physician best tell the patient's story in as much detail as required to retell the story. You know, and I think we all can agree as CDI professionals that we have a lot of contemporaneous information in the chart that may not be there. Some of the information is perpetuated through copy and paste. And what we're looking for, or what the outside reviewers are looking for, what case management and you are in particular are looking for is succinct documentation of what's happening with the patient and how sick the patient is. And this is actually the title, as I mentioned, Clinical Documentation in the 21st Century. It's an executive summary on a policy paper. It was published in the Annals of Internal Medicine on January 13, 2015. I encourage you to look at that. So... Getting back to well, how CDI serves a critical role, I want to just throw out some thoughts here as to how to take a current stock of our CDI. Now, I'm sure most of you who are listening to the podcast have read many of my blog posts. I'm on the Talk 10 Tuesday. I just had a great a little piece on uh, CDI and its role in helping support uh, the hospital's financial margins and also uh, reduce some unnecessary medical necessity denials and clinical validation denials that are costly and waiting to overturn denials that are self-inflicted, avoidable, and very costly. So going beyond the traditional boundaries, what I like to say is first, the first stop in going or step in going beyond our traditional boundaries is to actually take or conduct an inventory of our current state of documentation. So I, I submit to you all in taking current stock of CDI in the interest of transforming our CDI away from primarily reimbursement to other avenues of effecting positive change and complete documentation that describes, shows, tells, paints, portrays, and reflects the patient care to the extent that anybody who picks up the chart can understand what is going on with the patient, why is the care needed, what is the care, and what is the doctor thinking, what are the plans of care, and so forth, is to conduct an inventory of your current state of documentation. So how do you do that? First, we identify and determine present pain points in the communication of patient care. I would suggest uh, working with our case management and UR staff to determine what are the challenges that they have in, in fulfilling their duties and responsibilities to their greatest ability on behalf of the patient by, by being inquisitive and asking, okay, what are the documentation sufficiencies, i.e. poor 
documentation can help with. You'll find an eye-opener of information, so that's a good starting point. And once you have that good starting point of what are the inefficiencies, then please take a look as you're doing your conducting your regular chart reviews to validate and see exactly what the UR and case management department are wrestling with. And then you'll find that there's probably about 20 to 30 percent of the physicians who are the most challenging or problematic in, in providing that level of communication that's easily used, it's valid and reliable and can be depended upon from the case manager and UR. Once you have that kind of insufficiency or deficiency measure, then it takes a strategy to go from here to there. And what, it, what you do is characterize each of these insufficiencies into different categories. And once you, once you have a good handle of, okay, what are the areas that we need to work with our positions upon, then you can develop a strategy to redirect, reset, and reformulate your goals and objectives and your processes of CDI. And what I plan to do uh, through a series of these podcasts is to really give you some thoughts and ideas of how to redirect and reset and reformulate your CDI program to really focus specifically on establishing goals and objectives that direct CDI efforts at being able to work collegially with physicians as constituents. I, I don't like to call them customers. I like to call them constituents in, in, in redirecting physicians to become more participatory and learning about and becoming more vested in and geared and committed to best practice standards and principles of documentation that will be able to communicate the care best in the interest of the patient, really line and integrate with the revenue cycle and support our mission of quality-focused, patient-centered, cost-effective care with reasonable financial margins to continue the, the hospital's uh, mission in serving all patients. So this concludes our first podcast. Be tuned to next week as we focus on additional ideas, thoughts, and, and uh, things to consider in conducting CDI. Thank you for attending. Bye-bye. We'll be back soon with another podcast from Bottom Line CDI. Meanwhile, have a great week. Bottom Line CDI podcasts are produced by Ernie De Los Santos. Our host and executive producer is Glenn Krause, President and CEO of Core CDI. To find out more, visit www.core-cdi.com.